This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. Welcome to the original theme park podcast, CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the original theme park podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I'm here with my friend E.B., ready to talk theme parks and thrill rides. Hey, everybody. Yeah, this is going to be a fun episode of CoasterRadio.com, Mike. I'm excited for the news at the top half of the show, but I'm even more excited for the second half of the show. We have yet another listener question, an interactive question. We've got great responses from the listeners. Yeah, first one of the year. I'm looking forward to it. What we're going to talk about, man, is something that I think we all have come to love over the years. Like, Parks used to build (laughs) roller coasters just kind of in the back, past a fence. You couldn't really see them. But now, as people's tastes are kind of maturing and people want a lot more they want more excitement on the midway parks are starting to build roller coasters over paths and giving people observation decks and even in the case of like a thing like top thrill dragster they had grandstands that you could sit there and watch the roller coaster and experience it from a different angle yeah, and, and like you said, I mean, parks have done this in the past. We have seen good examples of uh, especially roller coasters, um, but flat rides, too, where they're made as a spectacle for the folks on the midway as well. Um, but what we want to know is what is the best example of that that you have? So the, the listeners responded. We've got some great answers to that listener question of what's an attraction or a roller coaster that is best viewed from the midway and best experienced as an onlooker. So that's coming up in the second half of the show. Mike, we do have to start, however, with our first drop. Yeah, so it's always great to start off the show with some good news in the industry. And we've got some good news. It's always great when a new park opens for people. Yeah, yeah, this is exciting. I forgot about this. We've talked about this one for a little while now. It's the Jimmy Buffett Park, right? I mean, is it really the Jimmy Buffett Park? It's the Paradise Pier Fun Park in Biloxi. Um, and I think I had low expectations, but now that I see that this park is opening and I'm actually visiting the website and looking at it, it's actually significant. Yeah. This was kind of flying under the radar for a long time, I think. I know, and I'm surprised it did because it's got 15 rides there, plus some places to get some food. It's attached to the Margaritaville Resort in Biloxi, Mississippi. And if you've never been to one of those before, it's actually a lot of fun. They've got a Margaritaville restaurant. The hotels that this guy, Jimmy Buffett, puts together are fantastic. Like, I stayed at the one at Pigeon Forge, and it was one of the best hotel stays of my life. It was really and, great. The rooms were fun. And, and did they great. bring a, a margarita machine up to your room, or was there one they in did. the room? Or what was that? What's that story? It was, it was already in the room, a margarita machine, and it had a little note next to it saying, hey, if you want to have some margaritas in your room, you call down and just like room service, or you could go down to the lobby uh, for like 30 bucks. They give you all the makings to bring up to the margarita machine, including the rum, and you put it all in there, and boom, or in tequila, I'm sorry, tequila. Frozen margaritas. Yeah, exactly. So you could have frozen margaritas right there in your room, and of course, another little sign from Jimmy Buffett saying, hey, if you want to buy this, it's all right. It's only $300. You could take one I also sell the machines. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Jimmy Buffett, you know, he sings off tune, but man, he's got an empire going on. It's not only... These hotels, it's not only the restaurants, but he's got like a retirement home that he owns. Like there, there's a retirement <laughs> oh home. It's, it's more than a retirement home, I guess. I guess it's like a senior living. Aging up with his audience. That's fantastic. Yeah. All yeah. Right. And now he's getting into the amusement industry with the Paradise Pier Fun Park. 
And uh, I was getting ready to make fun of this, and I will a little bit, so hang on for that. But but it actually looks pretty good. It looks fun. Uh, but uh, we do have a few gripes uh, with with the kickoff here, which, by the way, if you're listening to this as the show drops, uh, park opens Friday, March 3rd at 3 yeah. p.m. Yeah, yeah, and and this is an area that needs parks, right? When the park at yes. Oa opened up, this was the same sort of region. Um, that's in Alabama. It's like, well, this this region needs um parks. This region needs some something like this. So this is another one that's down in that same area of the United States. Um, it's a part of the resort. Fifteen rides, like you said, Mike. Do we want to talk about the website? Do we want to break down the rides, or do we want to talk about the pricing scheme? Well, <laughs> Which why don't we you want to start? Let's I think break start, down the rides, right? Yeah, let's break down the rides, and then we'll talk about whether the price. Uh, including the yeah is worth it including they have a season pass i just saw here too so maybe we could go there um as we go through the rides here on the website that's one of my first gripes and maybe this will get better as the park opens and they can take some photos with people actually on the rides but my problem is is as i was trying to prep for this segment i'm looking at the photos of all the rides and in some cases you can't tell what type of ride it is especially if you're from the gp and don't know the ride vehicles yeah, They're really so, kind of like weak photos uh, for this to, to kind of give you an there's no sense of what the ride is. No, and the, and the descriptions are, are lacking as well. So you go to the website, the paradisepierbiloxi.com, and then you click rides and attraction. And it's basically a grid format where on the left side, you see a picture of the, on the one side, you see a picture of the ride on the right side, you see the name of the ride and then like a sentence about the ride. And right. so this first one here, the Biloxi Tide Turner, it's a Ferris wheel. And I can yeah. see the scope and scale of the Ferris wheel. It's 180 feet tall. It looks great. Next, the aero bar. Yes. What does this, this doesn't look like anything. Yeah, unless you know, know what the aero bar is. Yeah. We've been talking about the aero bar. Rise to new heights on our one of a kind ascending bar. Settle in with handcrafted cocktails as the aero bar sails skyward. So we all know this is like you sit around 12 people and there's like a table in the center. It's basically you're riding a picnic table up inside of this tower that looks like a DNA structure. Right. Yeah, right. Right. But when you and look so, at the picture, that's kind of hard to interpret and understand. Yeah, and I'm surprised that they don't just have a stock photo from the Aero Bar Company of people in the air enjoying a drink. Because then that, to me, says what this is. It's so much easier. Like, oh, I get it. I'm high in the air and getting high with a drink, and that's what the experience well, is. Well, so. all of these, all of these descriptions need to have like three or four photos. And I don't yes. know if you know for as far as designing a website, if you would just have them be automatically rotating through those photos, or I can swipe through a slideshow of those photos. But yeah, a close up of a person sitting in the chair drinking a drink, a wide shot that shows the whole thing, and then like some sort of medium shot that shows the table with like a view from like shot from a drone to show you that they're up high. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this, this. OK, next one. Sea Swinger. This is probably the worst example. <laughs> and yeah. I'm firing the web designer who picked this. It <laughs> says Sea Swinger experience the thrill of the Sea Swinger. The ride starts slow and peaceful and then the ride accelerates, swinging back and forth at increasing speeds, et cetera, et cetera. The picture, it's not even like you can't even see the bottom of the ride. This looks like yeah. an SNS um, swing of some sort. But you can only see the top of it and then the supports and then like a couple of people at the bottom from the elbows up. And so you don't even see what are there seats there? Is it a bench? Do the arms swing independently? Like you can't even tell what this ride is. It's kind of bizarre because there's more sky than there's almost (laughs) equal amount of sky as as rides. So, you know, and not 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 to pick on these people, but if if you're opening a brand new park, you really want to get a sense of what all these rides are like which rides are for kids which rides are for adults and 
that is one example where you, where you can't tell who's who. I mean, the next one here, the Beach Cruiser, that's one of those kitty whips uh, where the uh, it's all like automobiles. It's kind of like the Snoopy racers at some of the Cedar Fair parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's there. Here's the one roller coaster that is at this park, uh, Rolling Thunder. But it's not Rolling th- When I heard the name Rolling Thunder, I thought it might be the big Zamperla roller coaster. Uh, but it's an SBF Visa hamster wheel and also uh, some spinning coaster cars on there. So that's what they've got. Yeah, and that's fine. But but again, it's it's kind of funny. The wildest ride on the high seas. Rolling Thunder is a roller coaster. Sure to make your heart race faster than a school of dolphins. And then the photograph they show is like a poorly cropped the edge of the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. You, again, you don't even... it's just like weird that they pick yeah, these pictures it's weird. that are like it's... the wrong size and they got cropped funny. Yeah, it's almost like this website went live too early. Like they were like, hey, just put that in as a placeholder. And then somebody hit the go button and it's like, oh, wait, oh, you got to guys got to redo that. Like another one here, SOS that EB and I were talking about. It looks like one of those surfing rides, like a disco type thing, uh, depending on the manufacturer. It's hard to tell who the manufacturer is. But again, there you see more of the Ferris wheel in this picture than you do of the SOS ride. It's kind of bizarre. Like you, you don't get a sense. Like if you're somebody who knows nothing about amusement parks. You're not going to know what this ride is by this photo. No, no. In in fact, you look at it and I mean, we know what this is, like you said, because we can kind of decipher the clues of the seats and understand it. But this looks more like the arrow bar, if I'm imagining it as the GP, because there looks like there's seats that all face around towards the middle. I guess the SOS is like a pirate theme because it looks like a giant crate and a barrel in the middle. Yeah. And so it almost looks like those are seats and you just sit there and something happens with the crate in the middle. But no, it's not. It's it's a uh, it's a disco is what this is. Yeah. Yeah. But so far with all these rides, it looks like they're kind of going for a fun nautical theme, uh, a little bit of a boardwalk ride type things. And and it's a good mix so far of adult ride and kiddie rides. So, yes, I'm liking the rides. The themes are nice. And in in the photographs that we're looking at, you can see water in the background. Right. So this is looking cool. It looks like a fun park. Um, but it's just, yeah, the, the web design is bad. Then we have storm surge. This is a, uh, this is a, uh, um, what do you call this? This is a pendulum ride. One of those mini yep. pendulum rides like they have at uh, Kentucky kingdom. That's right. Um, and that, I feel like we can understand what that is. Tropical hopper is a kitty drop ride. This one again is cropped funny at the bottom. So it just looks like some sort of weird mechanical palm tree. And then at the bottom, you get the idea that maybe there's chairs at the bottom, but you can't really see them. Yeah. Yeah. So again, <laughs> Saltwater it's, it's, Stables you know. is a carousel. Puddle Jumper. Puddle Jumper is a, is a uh, what is this is the new, um, oh, what do you call that? That's the new one from Zimperla with the arrow fighter or whatever. Arrow fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, so, but again, it's cropped funny and you can't see what it's doing. Yeah. And I'm so you don't know that- what this does. I'm surprised they don't have videos or something here where you could actually see the rides in motion. Or just multiple pictures would do it. Yeah, yeah it's just poor, yeah. poor, poor website design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one hit the deck, which is a swinging ship, and that's the best photo. It actually shows the swinging ship in action, so that's good. And then the uh, buoy blaster, uh, which looks like maybe some type of drop tower. Uh, it says jump on board and get ready to be thrown around as you take on the buoy blaster. Uh, feel the rush as you bob up and down. So it's probably like uh, shoot up, shoot down, bounce up and down. Yeah, uh, it's some like sort a of, a, of the, Zam- the Zamperla version of a space shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then a couple other kiddie rides here. The Wave Rider, uh, which is just like a spinning ride for kids. Uh, the World Whirlwind Balloons, uh, a balloon race ride uh, for kids as well. And then um, this looks like maybe an adult ride too, the Treehouse Twirl. Um, and it's right there on the water, but it's a uh, swinging ride. 
Yeah, so this is the Zamperla version of a, of a of a swing ride, and it looks like it's also out there on the pier, um, over the bay or whatever it is in Biloxi. But it, it, what is, what's also interesting, we just kind of skimmed past a couple of kiddie rides. They have the kiddie rides mixed right in with the adult rides on this yeah. website, and so and they describe them, of course, with just as much intensity. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Kind of funny. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can see it now. They have a map of the park, and yeah, it's all mixed together. Um, and they even have in there uh, a daiquiri dock where you can get yourself a drink aside from the Aero Bar where you can go. Uh, they've got the salty snack bar and the sweet shack where you can get some ice cream. So a fun park. I mean, you know, they kind of just uh, popped right up. I mean, these are kind of what you wish was at your local boardwalk. You know, brand new rides uh, that are pretty thrilling and a good mix for uh, adults and children. Yeah, I mean, this is not it's it's by no means is this a full blown amusement park or theme nope. park, but it is certainly much, much more than, you know, a typical family entertainment center. So this is a great, um, great little park. It's good for the people that are there. It's a destination, I think, a good compromise if you're trying to go meet up with grandma and you've got, uh, you know, tweens and teens. Um, this would work. This is fine. Yeah, this is yeah. fine. Just work on your website, Paradise Pier. It's kind of bad. But now know, let's talk about the price point, Mike, because yes, this is yes. kind of disappointing, isn't it? I'm yeah. assuming there's packages of some sort that I can get admission with my room or something, but we're just looking at the price if I want to go to the park. That's right. That's right. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you're right that if for some reason I'm, I'm assuming if you are staying at the resort, there must be some type of discount to get into this park. But first of all, if you wanted just to go into this Paradise Pier Fun Park, and only ride the observation wheel, which is really nice. The their air conditioned cabins and everything. That's twenty bucks. So you can come in, just ride the Ferris wheel. That's a twenty dollar ride for you. So that's that's one ticket that okay. you get. If you want the day pass, which is an all day unlimited rides and some of the indoor attractions, that's seventy dollars. Whoa! So wow, that's that's more than I thought it would be for. Really, what are a handful of adult rides or a handful of kiddie rides? There's not going to be somebody who rides all of them unless they're in that sweet spot, you know, where, where they could ride all of them. Like where you're kind of like maybe 10, 11, 12, and maybe you're tall enough to ride some of the older things. But $70, that's a lot for, for, for what this park is offering currently. I would think the price point would be more in like the $35 to $40 range. Well, maybe we're trying to encourage people to stay at the hotel and yeah, then maybe, go, maybe. right. Maybe they're charging on higher on purpose to, to make sure nobody is just paying. I'm looking here now, create your adventure, experience the thrills, paradise, pure fun park. Well, that just takes me back to the website. I, I want to buy the package. Yeah. Well, yeah if, if I could what, buy a package, what that's what I want to do. Yeah. I was looking at the stay and play, but no, it doesn't say anything in there, but so we'd have to, I, we'd have to dig a little more into this to see if you get less, but if you're staying at the uh, resort for two days, you want to go to the park for two days, or if you're staying in the area for two days, Two-day ticket is $100, and then a three-day ticket is $120. So you can get two more days for less than, I mean, half off there, so that's good. But all of these ticket prices do not include the Aero Bar. That's an extra $20 uh-huh. and, uh, because that like comes with a drink, so you actually get a souvenir cup and all that. So that's a Do I get a drink separate. with the Aero Bar? Is that how that works? That, yeah, one drink, one drink. And okay. they actually have um, – I was looking at the uh, – they actually have the menu on there. Let me let me pull this up for you guys because the menu is not bad for the Aero Bar. It's actually pretty good. They've got some decent. Okay, on yeah. There. What are what are the choices here? Because I'm looking. I'm I'm booking myself a room and I'm gonna see if I get a uh, get. Uh... Oh, are you are you looking at? Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah do looking... I get a? Do I get to have a room with? Is there? Are they gonna hit me with some resort fees and then give me a free ticket to the park? That's what I want. 
That's what I was wondering. While you look at that, I will tell you that. So it's 1999 uh, for the Arrow Bar. It uh, comes with a complimentary drink and souvenir cup. Um, so, oh, and now here's what's interesting, though. So then it says the signature cocktail is $9.99. A frozen cocktail is $9.99. Draft beer is $6.99. So I'm, huh, now I'm confused. So you have to pay $20 and then buy a drink? You don't get I'm the seeing? drink? I thought that, I thought like 20 bucks was whatever drink you're going to get. I just go up and down. Now I'm confused because, okay, it says experience for the Aero Bar, 1999. It says complimentary drink in a souvenir cup included. One drink. Oh, maybe if you want a second drink. Oh, so I I got eight minutes to like pound as many as I can. (laughs) That might be it. So it might be you get either like a, a signature cocktail, a frozen cocktail, a soft drink, or a draft beer for that 20. But then, hey, while you're still up there, you could buy one more for 10 bucks. And uh, like some of the cocktails are a Southern Smash with bourbon, peach schnapps, citrus, ginger, and mint, or a Wave Runner, a boozy tropical punch with rum and blue carousel. Okay, pretty good. That's yeah. fine. And they've got frozen cocktails: uh, a mai tai, a daiquiri, a frozen margarita, or a strawberry margarita. Or you can get a, a Land Shark Lager or a Michelob Ultra while you're up there, along with soft drinks and stuff. So that's the Aero Bar experience. But have you found like, is there anything if you stay? At Margaritaville Resort Biloxi that you get some type of discount? No, this, or no, it's, there, there is no like I, I just booked myself a um, Mount Olympus and, you know, they hit you. It's like you can go to the park for free if you stay with us at the Mount Olympus Resort. And then you go through and it's like, I'll take this room for eighty nine dollars a night, please. Huh. Wonderful, sir. A hundred and ten dollar resort fee. <laughs> You oh, know, wow. it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's why my that's why my park tickets are, quote unquote, free. But there is no I, I went all the way to checkout and I I could get a room for like one hundred and twenty bucks. And then there's taxes on top, but no resort fee. So, no, you do huh. not get any of that stuff included. Um, yep. The whole the 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 whole um, complex, though, that the Margaritaville Resort includes. I mean, they're talking about um, like you were saying, there's the gigantic um, rock climbing wall. There's a, a sky trail ropes course. Um, they have golf simulator, six lanes of bowling, um, over it says hundreds of the most popular state of the art arcade games, mm. um, an indoor bar and grill. It's a 55,000 square foot entertainment complex inside, um, th- this resort. They're saying it's the largest on the Gulf coast. And then the park, they're bragging about how the park also, um, looks out onto the water. Um, which is really, really cool. Yeah, Plus they have their yeah. water park um, with a swim up bar and a big lazy river. Um, so no, that's not included. Um, but the rooms are pretty cheap. You can stay at this place for, for, you know, just over a hundred bucks a room. Oh, okay. All right. I'm actually looking right now on RCDB to see how many parks are currently in, in Mississippi, in Mississippi. Yeah. So not a lot, not a lot. No, this is probably the biggest one. Yeah. This is probably the biggest one. You got the big play entertainment center in Biloxi, Brookhaven exchange club park, which <laughs> opened in 1947, so that's not what we're talking about. Camper Park, which opened before 1950, and this one. So this Camper is really Park. Yeah, so this is it. This is it right here. So this is what we're talking about. I mean, uh, Big Play Entertainment Center has got uh, two tiny little roller coasters. So this is this is the biggest one for the people there. And I just looked on here. It said um, you need to you do not need to be a hotel guest to visit the park. It's open to the public, and anyone can purchase a ticket to gain entrance. Margaritaville Resort Biloxi hotel guests will receive free entry to the deck at Paradise Pier. So I don't, I don't know what that is. What is the deck? Does that? I don't know if that means you get in. 
but maybe just, you know, still have to buy. Oh, are they calling like or... the midway is the deck? Like you can go maybe. in, but you don't get a wristband to ride the rides. That could be. maybe that's, maybe or maybe that's they're talking is. about like literally an observation deck. Yes, it could be. You can go out from the, interta- the indoor entertainment complex and you can go out and view it. And that's like yeah. a special, special VIP for hotel guests only. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, it, well, this... and I, I don't, I don't mind the idea of having the, the, the amusement park being a bit too expensive um, because it will keep the people, the riffraff out, Mike. If well, you're going to go, if you're going to go to a resort, you want to be ha- having that resort experience. I've right. So the rooms are a little bit cheaper, but the, but the resort amenities are going to be where they get you. It might be, it might be. Is that, that a problem? Ends, you know, I mean, you want everybody to have an opportunity to enjoy these things. Well, but if they're because, trying to keep it as a resort, Yes, and, because what you're going to end up is you're going to end up with people saying like, well, I'm not going to stay at Margaritaville for $220 a night. I'm just going to go across the street and I'm going to stay at the Ramada, <laughs> the, yeah. the Ramada Inn, yeah. you know, for, for $38.99. And then we're going to go over and we're going to go to the amusement park. And right. if they make the amusement park, you know, be $70 plus, that kind of foils that plan. Yeah, and I think also they're probably trying not to make it a babysitter park either. Like, hey, here, spend twenty bucks and go in the park. Yeah, if you, you had like, like a twenty four ninety nine wristband, people totally right. would do that. Yeah, yeah. So they're making it something that is a bit more out of reach for that type of thing. Like, you're not just going to send your kids in. Uh, it's really only for people who are probably vacationing there. I think that's what they're aiming for. Well, the Jim, yeah, Jimmy Buffett people must think like they'll get it, you know? Because I was I was shocked though. I was thinking like that would probably be like thirty five to forty. For the uh, attractions that are there. Well, and if you if 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 part of it is also that they want to keep it in a very resorty kind of experience where it's really nice, it's well maintained, it's super pretty, it's a part of this whole resort complex, and seventy bucks a ticket, you probably aren't going to have a lot of lines. So I think so too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I that think might be most what they're things- going. That might be what yes. they're going for. As long as everything's gonna... open, right? This is we talked about this wait, last week or the week before. If they have such low admi- um low admission and low attendance that they've got like three people running those fifteen rides, that's not gonna work. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. we don't want You're that. Right. <laughs> You're right. I like the idea of a big Ferris wheel though, an air conditioned one, especially on the, the water. That's cool. I like that. And yeah, overlooking nice, the golf. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah that's with great. With water, uh, I mean, lighting package and stuff. That's really, uh-huh. really cool. Um, this reminds me of one thing that I wanted to say quickly. It's been like a dream of mine, and I keep coming back to it over and over in my head, especially because Jimmy Buffett himself is just such an interesting character. And like I, I, I listen to Margaritaville Radio on Sirius mm-hmm. XM and stuff, and I hear interviews with him, and he always just seems like he's like, hey, it's great. It's great. I've always thought how great it would be now that he's doing amusement parks to like create a Jimmy Buffett character here at Costa Radio. And, and I've tried doing the voice, but it always comes out sounding like uh, Bob Dylan. I yeah, can't, like, oh, I can't do it. We've talked about this before. Sure. Yes. You know, can I play? I pulled some audio of Jimmy Buffett because listen to his voice. It's not funny enough. Like here, here's a, a reporter asking him a question. Uh, about something and his voice is just not funny enough take a listen i want to know what your secret is how do you keep having fun after all these years um you know it's it's lucky to have this job kevin and uh and it's just i think the older you get and do it the more you appreciate it yeah it's just not funny enough like he's got to be like hey my my voice my voice is just a regular white guy talking that's what my voice is like so it's not really very funny to be doing a jimmy buffett voice i guess (laughs) but you've got the jimmy buffett down i'm just a regular white guy 
Yeah, if you amped it up a little bit and made it kind of crazy, like but now because you're right, if you take it too far like this, <laughs> then it starts to sound like Bob Dylan. Yes, yeah, see, that's a thing, and I've been trying. And every time I do it, people around me are like, "No, dude, that sounds like Bob Dylan. That doesn't." Yeah, because like yeah, you got it's it's like Bob Dylan, but take it back a few notches. Yeah, but, but my, <laughs> you know what the solution is? I know What's what the that? solution is. We get Jimmy Buffett on the show. The real dude. He'd probably the come real on. Dude. He'd be like, he'd be like, hey. Let's get high together, you know. Do you think Jimmy Buffett actually goes to the Margaritaville Resort? I think he probably does. Like he's so into his empire, man. He's like okay. always around at those things. So that's what we got to do. We got to we got to get like the Elon Musk airplane tracker, but we got to <laughs> yes. put it on Jimmy Buffett. Find out when yeah. he's there, and then go down there and uh, and get him on the pod. You yeah. totally well, do it. I, I've got to say, some of the best times I've had at City Walk at Universal Orlando at, at his Lone Palm Airport Bar. That place is great. It's outside. It's right on mm-hmm. the water. They make pretty strong drinks there. It's great. I had, I, I think I said this on the show. I had a drink at that bar before recording at Universal Orlando because I showed up with just enough time before. Like I it got there a little too early to show up at the park and went over there and had a drink. And, you know, it was, it was, it was nice and relaxing. It was good. Perfecto. Well, this is yeah. this is I'm, I'm glad that we, you know, caught the Jimmy Buffett uh, Paradise Pier actually opening the opening weekend because we have been talking about it for a, for a while now i feel like was it delayed i don't remember if it actually was delayed because of covid or not but uh uh it's been a while since we've talked it's about been it a while. now I, it's opening yeah. so hopefully you know listeners down south we do have some listeners down in that area um hopefully you guys can get out to it and give us a report back is it gonna be um a resorty kind of an exclusive experience that's everything's nice and pretty in zamperla or is it gonna like quickly devolve into <laughs> You know, just a trashy family entertainment center that's poorly run. Yeah. Or like the things you see at the beach, you know, when those rides sit out there in the salty air for after a while, just things start not looking so good. So I'm really curious how well they keep this up. But well, the bad website makes me nervous, but we'll see. I know. Yeah, they got to fix that or, you know, get somebody to take some different pictures once the park opens. The web web guy to crop those pictures a little bit better. All right. Let's (laughs) are we ready to move on from the first drop here? Yes. So let's do our quick hits. Yeah, first quick hit tonight. uh, Another park we've got an opening date for us. So this is exciting. Well, not an actual opening date. We just now know not opening in 2023. This is the Mattel Adventure Park that was, you know, delayed. It was supposed to open, I think, in late 2022. And then they said that they were still going to try and get it open in the earliest 2023 in time for the Super Bowl there in Glendale, Arizona. Um, they did not hit that mark either, not by a long shot. And now they've confirmed, yeah. no, not opening at all in 2023, sometime in 2024. And they're not even saying like first quarter, second quarter. They're just saying mm, not even 20. Yeah. 2024. Yeah. So it could be December 31st of next year. And they still, yeah, you know, who knows? Yeah. And so this is kind of disappointing because this is another one. I feel like unlike the Jimmy Buffett park, this is one that we have been keeping tabs on and have been talking uh, about a lot because this park is getting two decent roller coasters. Um, one more of a family coaster, one um, that chance roller coaster, um, the hot wheels themed roller coasters. This is the park that has, um, the, the Mattel board game themed mini golf. It's got the He-Man Masters of the Universe laser tag. It's got the Barbie dream house, um, that has some interesting AR technology in it, um, allegedly. Um, and it also has the, uh, the Thomas, the tank engine land and all, and all right. Again, this is also a huge gigantic resort that has the Sandy beach, the water slides and, and the rest of those resorty things that come along with it. So this is one that it's too bad that it's not happening. And I'm hoping we can see the construction cam, right? You can Google it, go to the website. You can keep tabs on it. Um, hopefully it will happen in 2024. Yeah. And then now that they've delayed Coda park 
and they've delayed this park too. Um, the Southwest Coast Radio dot com. Maybe maybe we got to get down there and hit both parks in twenty twenty four. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that that right? might actually they've work both out, been, right? They've both been delayed a year. Yeah. Yeah, so 2024, we'll be looking for some place to go. There's a, Could be a good. great idea. Yeah. Well, okay. and, and here, this is this was on Theme Park News um, earlier this week. I did all three of my um, my quick hits, and I'll do them again here. All three of them are about the Six Flags Paschetti Bowls that oh, are yes, coming. Oh, yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, so Skyline Attractions, of course, has the Paschetti Bowl single reel kitty coaster, the family coaster. Um, they have the configuration of the racing single rail family roller coasters, and it was announced that one was going into Six Flags over Georgia, and right. we weren't sure where it was going to go. I guess, did they take out their flume or something like that, and people thought it might go there? But no, they've now revealed um, in an article, I think, in Amusement Today this week, that they're taking out their Larson Superloop, oh. the, the, the Joker Chaos. Um, did we ever come down on whether or not it's a roller coaster or not? I say no, right? I, I, but, I think I think most people say no, except the people who are really desperate for credits. All right. We'll, so the we'll, Joker we'll Chaos say, yeah. Larson Loop is going away, um, and that is where the Six Flags Over Georgia Paschetti Bowl is going. Yeah. Wasn't that not that old? I mean, that was just – No, like all of those Larson Loops. You know, and, and it seems like Six Flags was taking another one of those out. I forget which park it was, but they've already announced that they're taking out ah. the Larson Loop. So maybe some of them are getting to the end of their service life or – because people still ride them. I mean, there's still a yeah. line for those things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Every time I've walked by one, there's a line, even though I'm not into it. But, you know, there are a lot of people who are, man. And so this leads us right into the next quick hit here where um, if they're taking out the Joker Chaos, which, of course, is a DC Comics themed ride, and they're putting in the Paschetti Bowl Racing Family Coaster, is it going to get a DC Comics theme? Well, mm-hmm. over Six Flags Fiesta Texas, where they are also getting one of these roller coasters, these racing family coasters, they've announced the theme for theirs, and it is going to be DC Comics themed. It's going to be Kid Flash, Mike. Yes, yes. And I I saw a video of this, and it's very interesting. Like, I, I was not expecting something that looks so interesting to me. Yeah. Yes, and it's it's weird because this is Six Flags, and Six Flags has the DC Comics license, but they don't have the popular versions of the characters yes. right 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 they have the weird cartoon ones that they always many, have yeah. like the weird mid-90s cart you know comic book versions of the characters it's like well aquaman yes. doesn't have blonde hair what's going on <laughs> right and who even knows kid flash i mean you can ascertain the fact that it's the flash and it's like a teen titans kid version of the kid of flash right like you can figure it out but do you know anything about kid flash i sure don't no no, I thought maybe they just made it up for this. Like, oh, it's Flash, but it's Kid <laughs> I Flash. That. I did not. I, I yeah, that. that's as far as I took it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what's cool about this is not only did they announce that it's going to be Kid Flash, Flash themed. Um, we know these single rail family coasters, um, the Paschetti Bowl, it has the optional LED lighting package and yeah. not like an LED lighting package on the supports or on the side of the, the, the coasters or anything. It's actually light panels that are flat on the top of the single rail. Right. And this is the first time I think that we've seen a a park that's installing one of these, putting the LED light panels on. And now we're actually seeing what they're putting on it. Thankfully, it is not just a Coca-Cola advertisement. Thankfully, (laughs) I was like swirling around because they totally could have done that. Instead, it's the um, it's like lightning bolts, right? Like the flash with speed force or whatever is it's going to be lightning bolts the whole time. The track is going to be black. The supports are going to be red. There's a red train and there's a yellow train. Those are the two racing trains. Um, This thing looks badass. Yeah, (laughs) no, it does. For a a family racing coaster, it looks super cool. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of shocking to see this level of tech 
especially display tech going into a kitty ride, you know, for which for all intents and purposes, that's what it is. And, and, you know, yeah, sure. Like, you know, adults will get to ride this too, but uh, man, can you imagine how this is going to look at night? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, and this is, it's perfect leading into our interactive topic here coming up in a bit. The best roller coaster that gives you an amazing off-ride view. This looks really, really cool. So we'll see. Maybe Kid Flash is also going to be the theme of the Six Flags Over Georgia Paschetti Bowl. Um, then going into our last quick hit, we, of course, were theorizing that these are really cool additions to these Six Flags parks. And we knew that something was coming to Six Flags Fies- or Six Flags St. Louis, which would be my home Six Flags park. Right. Right. I I can do I can do that park in in a day. Um, And it was announced. Indeed, Six Flags St. Louis is getting a kiddie coaster of their own. And it is not a Paschetti Bowl. Like, what are they doing? It is not a Paschetti Bowl racer. Yeah. Instead, they're getting what they're calling rookie racer. Right. Vacoma. It's a Vacoma one. Yeah. A Vacoma mm-hmm. family coaster, I think it's like 83 feet tall and it goes like 28 miles an hour. And Mike, this is just so bleh, right? <laughs> well, compared to what we just saw with Kid Flash. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, right. and, and what, what are they doing? They, they're rookie racer. It doesn't race. It's it's got a Formula One theme, right? So the cars are really cool. The the, the zero car I think looks like a Formula Formula One race car, or the lead car on this roller coaster looks like a Formula One race car. Um, right. It basically goes up the eighty foot lift hill, goes down, does a couple of little elements. There is what they're calling a horizontal loop. Oh, I see it. Yeah, I see it here. Mm-hmm. The horizontal loop, Mike. Do you know what a horizontal loop is? I mean, it's just kind of a big turn. That's a 360 degree turn, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, just a spiral. I love that they're calling it yeah. a, a horizontal loop. A loop. Yeah, they're just yeah. The, the poor PR people. They're trying anything yeah. to make this. So exciting. you go yeah. up, you go down, you go blah, 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 blah. It's basically a, a barely a step up from a roller skater. I'm sorry, Six Flags St. Louis, but this sucks. When we, yeah, look, at what, when we look at what Six Flags Over Georgia and Six Flags Fiesta Texas are putting in as for their family roller coasters, these really cool, you know, Paschetti Bowl single rails. And this yeah. thing is just so old and boring. The GP are going to walk right past this and not even notice it. Well, not even going to notice wouldn't... it because it looks so typical. If they're buying two Paschetti Bowls, why not buy a third one? Unless the manufacturer is like, oh, we can only give you two. We can only make two. But that's the only reason. Wouldn't you get well, a discount buying in bulk? Then spread it out, right? Then then yeah. build one in the spring, one in the summer, and one in the fall. But right. don't just plop in this boring Vacoma. That's lame. Yeah, well, it I'm seems sorry. like a bummer that Texas and Georgia get this kind of cool-looking thing, and then St. Louis, you know, it's like, oh, here, we're just going to give you something that's It old. is a bummer. Yeah. That's the end. That's the end of Quick Hits is it's a bummer, Six Flags. Bummer, man. Yeah. Six Flags I, always bumming us out. I know you wanted the. Uh... We can't even get good news from Six Flags without them also shoveling bad news at us. <laughs> <laughs> or you be man, that's your part. Because that kid Flash looks great. And yeah, now you got to let me tell you this. Travel. Let me tell you this. I would, I would go to Six Flags St. Louis to ride the racing Paschetti Bowl. I if know they you put would. One yeah. in. There's. Yeah. I have zero interest in going to Six Flags St. Louis this no. summer to ride Rookie Racer. Absolutely yeah. not. But if no. they had put in a Paschetti Bowl, it would jump to the top of my list of parks to go to. Yeah, you'd want to go see it. Yeah, as far as like my home parks, because Holiday World's not getting anything. Kentucky Kingdom's not getting anything. Yeah. You know, Kings Island's not doing anything too special. I'm going over there, you know, this season. That's on my list. I'm going up to Indiana Beach. That's on my list. But I would go to Six Flags St. Louis if they got yeah. a Paschetti Bowl, but not Rookie wah, Racer. Wah. <laughs> 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 too bad, man. That's a bummer. <laughs> That's a bummer. 
Uh, speaking of other rides that are opening, and we should get it opening to the general public soon, as Tron Light Cycle Run at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Uh, lots of cast members getting a chance to ride this. Cast members and their friends, I guess. Uh, one of our listeners actually had a chance to ride Tron Light Cycle Run, but did so with his Apple Watch on his wrist. Now, here's what's interesting. Okay. Most times that people have done this, the audio is questionable because the wind is whipping by their wrist and we can hardly hear what's going on. And it's just most times unusable audio and our listeners get driven crazy by it. They, they yes. say, guys, don't use it. We skip past this part of the show. But yeah, exactly. here's the best part is right. I guess because of how this ride is designed and since it's the motorbike. And uh, this listener, um, Brad, I believe, had his hands on the handles right near the speaker. So his wrist was right by the speaker of Tron Light Cycle Run, the onboard um, audio speakers. So we get a really good <laughs> recording of the audio uh, that is a part of this attraction. It's, it's actually. Okay. Yeah. So so I'm excited uh, when I heard this. I was like, wow, you get a really good sense of like what they're trying to do. Um, so maybe you and I can take a listen to this and kind of try to to walk through it. But you hear the launch and it's kind of got like good Tron sound and some of that good uh, Daft Punk style music. As part oh, of good. This. OK, yeah, let's, so let's take a listen. So here it is. All right. Tron light cycle run. Cast preview. Mikey B, it's Brad from Orlando. Here we go. Listen, I'm using my Apple Watch. Yeah, now this is when the uh, audio starts coming from the vehicles itself. It's moving into the launch area. There it is, the launch. I guess this is the outdoor part. Oh, now it's moving inside. So listen how good this audio is. First energy base captured. Lots of good sound. Sound design, though. Yeah. Oh, that's a short ride, man. Okay. Oh, that was it. A lot of people are complaining. That's a short ride. Congratulations. But it's really good. Doesn't matter. It's long enough and it's intense. See you guys. All right. So he says it's it's short, but it doesn't matter, man. It's intense. So what do you think? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm curious. I mean, he did hold his watch up and cup his hand over the speaker so that we could hear the onboard audio, which is great. But I would need to sync it up with the video to see how it goes and then exactly how loud it is and overpowering it. I like the onboard audio. Um, you know, they have onboard audio on the, the Haggard ride and they had it on the Velocicoaster ride. So it works. It's cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just don't. Tron Light Cycle is not a destination for me. I'm sorry. It really isn't. Especially because of the way Disney is doing it these days, where it's such a pain in the ass to everything. Ride. Everything is it's, a pain it's a, too much of a pain in the ass. Like, and and you you can't even like take a trip there and guarantee you're going to get on the ride. That's my exactly. biggest problem with how right. they're doing things. 
It's uh-huh. like, you know, if I knew, okay, I'm going to spend this much money to go fly down and get a hotel room. I want to know I'm going to ride the rides I want to get on. Like, I know sometimes they break down. Okay, you can't help that. But if you mean to tell me, like, I'm coming to your park and I just can't wait in line for it. Like, I can't wait three hours to ride it. Like, you may tell me, like, oh, sorry, you didn't get up in enough time and get a, you know, pass to get through or whatever. Like, that's just, that doesn't work. That yeah. doesn't work for, you know? Yeah. I mean, I actually, EB, I had uh, a friend um, who is from France who was wanting to take her son to Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And she had no idea what to do. Like, she was trying, and she's like, I just don't, this is too difficult. I don't understand. What do you mean I have to get something on my phone and like wake up and like book like she goes can i just get in line for things and i was like yeah you can but it might be a really long line you have to sort of book things and she's like yeah but i i don't understand like it, at, at the parks in france you just get in line what do you what, what do you mean i have to do all these special things here and and even at universal she was like wait so i have to get an express pass if i want to book things ahead of time just lots going on is so difficult for her and so, I, I mean, like for all of us who are listening to this, like we live for this stuff, so we understand it. But can you imagine just somebody who like goes to a park like once every five years, how sure. crazy it must be Yeah, and, and frustrating, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Well, or even if you go to if you go to regional parks, say you go to a park once a year, but you don't know Disney, then you're not going to understand how Disney works, and you're going to be very, very disappointed. Yeah, and, you, you know, even comparing your park experience to something like a Six Flags or a Cedar Fair park, you're going to be disappointed because you're not going to get on anything. Right. Um, yeah, Disney to me has just become like, I don't need, I don't need to go. I don't need to go. There's plenty of other things to do. There's plenty of other places to go. And, and I just don't need to go through that experience. That's yeah. not the kind of park experience I want. And it doesn't seem to bother Disney though. Disney oh, doesn't they mind. Don't they, don't no, they don't care. I mean, as as much as Six Flags sucks <laughs> from day to day, you know, some days you get a great park experience there. I've had fantastic park days at Six Flags. Uh, some days not. But at least you know you can go and get and stand in a line for however long it takes and ride the roller coaster you want to ride. That's, you know, and that's the way it should be. You should always at least have that option, even if it doesn't mean skipping the line. That you, you know, can go to a park and know that you... You're you allowed know. to get in line. Yes. Right? Yes, allowed. Allowed exists. to. Yes, yes, yeah. And not yeah. be like, oh, sorry, we don't have a standby line for this. Like, what do you mean you don't? That's crazy. Yeah, anyway. whatever. Well, speaking yeah. of parks that we'll never go to, I've got uh, something fun here in the CoasterRadio.com mailbag. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. <laughs> the mailbag all right this is p.o box 3399 bloomington indiana 47402 if you want to send something to the coasterradio.com mailbag we'll open it for you right here and talk about it this is great i actually already opened this one in advance because it was a it's this priority mail envelope that was just stuffed full and falling apart um and the reason i said it's parks we'll never go to it's full european park maps mike Mm. and there's a note inside and the note reads Hey, Mike and EB, after my epic European parks tour last October, I sent you guys a whole bunch of park maps to fill the coffers of the CoasterRadio.com snail mail club. Well, I didn't get enough of those amazing parks. A good friend of mine from the UK has been telling me for a while how amazing the Christmas events are back at those European parks, especially Wintertraum at Fantasialand. Owl. So I had to go back. Between Christmas and New Year's, I visited Toverland, Plopsland, the Penny, Eftingland, Fantasialand again, and Europe. Europa Park again. Riding Ride to Happiness for the first time on Christmas Day with a couple of my Eurothusis buddies was amazing. The park was so dead. I rode this amazing coaster 
20 times. Wow. Ride to Happiness is Time Traveler perfected. The Ooh. JoJo Roll is the best in the world thanks to the fact that the cars spin as you go through it. The launches are as powerful as Velocicoaster and the free spinning is just so damn fun. Boost launching going sideways is wild. The airtime and inversions are so intense. All capping off an incredible, uh, all capped off with an incredible onboard soundtrack. The best Mac coaster in the world. My new number four all-time coaster. Nice. That's that? a nice review. Very good. There you go. And then as for Christmas events, my friend was so right. Wintertraum, which translates to winter dream in German at Fantasialand is the best theme park event in the whole world. The Christmas lighting and shows are top notch. The night rides on legendary coasters like Fly, Colorado Adventure, Black Mamba, and of course, Terran are amazing. In particular, Terran's night rides are the best night rides in the world, even better than Voyage. Ooh. Boost launching through a dense cloud of red fog is epic. In fact, thanks to those night rides during my three-day visit to Fantasialand, Terran has now beaten out Velocicoaster to become my new number one. How about that? Here's even some a night more. ride because you, you love mm -hmm. the night ride, man, on Velocicoaster. Mm -hmm. and he's saying this is beating that out. That's pretty Here's good. some more Euro Park maps to refill the coffers of the Snail Mail Club. Signed, Andrew Locke, executive producer, Coaster Challenge Podcast, and proud honorary executive producer of CoasterRadio.com. Beautiful. Beautiful. I really hope you guys have a trip report episode soon so you can play my series of trip reports from the Euro Parks Tour. And PPS, Mike Apollo's Chariot is still mid. But Bush Gardens Williamsburg is the best park in oh, the seas man. chain. Man. And let's tear into <laughs> let's tear into this crowd to see exactly what we got. He he went to a bunch of parks. We got um Propsaland with Ride to Happiness right there on the front cover. We've got um Wallaby Belgium. We've got the Winter Magic map. So Toverland. Here's a beautiful, gigantic sized um winter map um for Toverland. Um and then we've got a big stack of Europa Park maps with that Europa Park mouse that looks like Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> wearing his Santa <laughs> yeah. outfit. So these are all, again, 2022 Christmas maps. And then a big, big Wintertraum Fantasialand park maps here. Um, are they nice. all in English? Because they do print them in multiple languages. Yeah, they're all in English. So big stack here. I got to send out another bunch of Coaster Radio snail mail club mailings to get these out to the listeners, Mike. This is great. That's that's one of the best parts about the Snail Mail Club. You get those park maps from all over. So good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's a two-way street here, people. So P.O. Box 3399, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402. That is the P.O. Box address for CoasterRadio.com. You can send us whatever you want in the P.O. Box. We love getting mail. So if you go to the park, send us a postcard. Maybe grab a park map, send it to us, whatever you want to do. Um, and then if you're a member of the Snail Mail Club, I uh, send you stuff on a whenever-I-feel-like-it basis. Yeah. So um, I'm feeling like it again, Mike. I got this oh, nice uh, pile of maps. I got some more maps up here that I still need to get rid of. Um, and I got, still have some cool trinkets for my APA that I need to get out to some people. So all right, um, all right. Look, look, if you're a member of the Snail Mail Club, look for, uh, look for something in your mailbox soon. Hope they can get something at least to everybody here um, in the next uh, several weeks. Beautiful. Beautiful. Everybody in the Snail Mail Club. That's great. All right. Excellent stuff, man. Okay. So why don't we take a break? And when we come back, it's interactive topic time. We're going to talk about those fantastic attractions that give you the best in-park off-ride views. It's coming up right after this. This is CoasterRadio.com. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. 
Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200. Welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I am here with my friend EB, having a fun time here talking about one of our favorite topics and it's great to get back into it man it's great like especially as like the weather's starting to get a little warmer uh starting to make some park plans i know you sent like a bunch to me today like you're you're getting your theme park trips ready i know i'm getting some of mine ready uh, i'm even gonna try maybe some overseas stuff this year maybe we'll see how it goes uh good to, good to start planning and and get excited and this interactive topic tonight is kind of fun to talk about as well because it really Get you excited to get back into the parks and have all of that motion around you. That's what I love about theme parks is like how much motion there is, not only from people and, uh, you know, just uh, like cast members walking back and forth, but the rides themselves just all moving around you. It's really cool. Well, it's not just about riding the rides themselves. It's the whole experience, right? We talk about that all the time, have for 17 years here at CoastaRadio.com. It's all about the whole package of experiences that you get when you go to the amusement park. And I think this week's interactive topic is a good one, especially as we're getting excited about going back to the parks, because I think we're probably going to hear from some different parks. Um, we're going to hear about some different rides because we're asking a question that we haven't asked before, not about what the best ride is for riding, but what is the best roller coaster or attraction that gives you amazing off-ride views, rides that move over the pathways, etc., etc., etc. And as always, man, the audience steps up whenever we yes. ask one of these interactive questions. Uh, we get more than we can use, but we're going to try to use everybody's here. Yeah, so let's start things off with Coaster Girl T from the D. And she says, it's not in the park, but at Michigan's Adventure, it looks like you can touch shivering timbers from the parking lot if you get out of your car. That is so true. That was going to be one I talked oh, yeah. about tonight, so I'm glad she mentioned this. Uh, Thunderhawk looks good from the Midway as well. And at her home park of Cedar Point, Corkscrew and the drop and tunnels on Magnum XL200 from Soak City are great ones. It feels like you can touch the supports or the track from the water park. So yeah, those I'll are all great ones. And I was going to say Michigan's Adventure because as you pull into the parking lot, I mean, Shivering Timbers is just running the length of the, the parking lot. And even as you're sitting there waiting to find your spot, you're just seeing the cars racing up and down. Uh, that is a great one to see the entire roller coaster and see the entire layout. It's so good. Yeah, and I don't know what came first, where they route cars coming into the parking lot or the roller coaster itself, but the fact that, yeah, you do kind of arrive at the park traveling down the length of shivering timbers like that is is just so exciting and gets you ready for the day. That's cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Bob wrote in and said, Wicked Cyclone at Six Flags New England has great views from the queue and the exit. Uh, patrons walk under the 200-degree stall, and the first zero-G roll travels towards the queue while the second one travels away. Uh, he says the second and last turnarounds are seen from the inside. Uh, the train travels towards the queue after the 120-degree brake turn. Uh, and he said climbing the stairs towards the station, you get great views of the first drop, the 120-degree bank turn, the 200-degree stall, both zero-G rolls, the out-time, airtime hill, and the brake run. So you get to see everything uh -huh. right there uh, from different parts around. It's pretty good. That's cool. Very cool. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. Uh, Holden wrote in and said uh, his candidate uh, for the best one is Roller Coaster at Lagoon. Yeah. So you're going to have to talk about this one, E.B. Uh, it jet juts out into the parking lot, and he says you quite literally walk under the ride support structure to get into the main entrance from some of the overflow parking. And if you wanted to, 
barring the lift in the station, you could walk all the way around and then under the ride. Yeah, it's it's a really strange layout. Roller coaster at Lagoon is one of the oldest wooden roller coasters in the world, right? Um, because Lagoon is just oddly way out in Utah is one of the oldest parks in the world. Um, and it's the station and the coaster um, start at the very front of the park. But for whatever reason, the park has developed in the opposite direction. And so the wooden roller coaster out in back style just sticks out <laughs> into the yeah. parking lot all the way out. And so it is just in the middle of the parking lot, this gigantic old wooden roller coaster. And he's right there. There's um, a, a place where you can drive underneath, I think, and a place you can walk underneath um, th- those uh, those hills um, of roller coaster at Lagoon. That's a good that choice. Cool. That is cool. Uh, Dave called in uh, with a voicemail here, and this is something that we love. We always ask people to do this when you do these interactive topics. We love to hear from people's voices, so uh, let's hear what Dave has to say. Hi, this is Dave, Coaster Knock, Talk No BS Son. I was responding to your uh, your voice prompt for uh, for different coasters with terrific views on the Midway. Uh, first one, first one that comes to mind, that, you know, that I think about is Alpengeist on that bridge, looking over at the. Uh, the drop and looking at the aversions, looking at it go back and forth. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I also think about the spaghetti bowl portions on Thunderbolt at Kennywood and on Twister at Knobles. You know, they're both, you know, really amazing. You really feel like you're in the center of the action. I think about a silver bullet at, uh, at Knott's. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. just being almost, yeah. almost completely over the midway. And then I think about also the uh the boardwalk coasters i think uh, ocean city new jersey i think of uh, gale force just that just that that wild uh, massive track that you just look up and you're just overwhelmed by you know i think about also uh, great bear at hershey you know having most of its layout you know the inverted coasters seem to be really great for that you know great bear at hershey you know going up and down over the midway it looks awesome that's about it. I uh, love what you guys do, and I hope you guys have a uh, great rest of your show. All right. Thank you so much, Dave. So some great examples there. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, very cool. He had the ones over the midway. That's what you were looking for. Yeah, that's totally, totally. And speaking, he mentioned Hershey Park. Luke Ronan had said the best off-ride views aren't just from a single coaster or flat ride, but it's from the hollow section of Hershey Park. Uh, it starts with the not-so-secret Skyrush path next to Spring Creek that gives perfect views of Skyrush's first drop and the low section over the water. Uh, then if you look to your left, you get close-up views of the Comet's back half with the double down right next to you. Uh, and then you get to walk under Comet and Skyrush into the hollow proper and get views of Comet's out and back over the water with Great Bear and Super Duper Looper running right over the Spring Creek uh, where Great Bear's barrel roll twists overhead. Uh, so that's, there's a lot going on there. One of my favorite things at Hershey Park is um, Storm Runner. You can actually eat lunch right uh, under Storm Runner's first drop. And, like, you're literally, like, 15, 20 feet away from it. And you can see people's faces as you're eating, like, you know, just uh, flying by after that uh, first drop. It's really great. Yeah, I think Hershey Park in general. I mean, if we had to, we'll see how as we continue on here with this interactive topic. But Hershey Park might be the the park that wins overall best views of the roller coasters. I think you're right. I think you're right. They mm-hmm. really they really plan that well. That's really good. Uh, Steve wrote in and said, "Baron 1898 at Efteling. Spectators get amazing views of riders as they drop into the ground on this highly themed dive coaster." I think this is this is a great example of, and I don't know if it's B and M that you know encouraged this with the parks or if the parks figured it out themselves. But the B and M dive coasters are the coaster 
for yes. exactly what we're talking about, right? They don't really work, I think, as 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 what they're supposed to do unless you put them out there where people can see them and experience yeah. them. Because you see that coaster pause and then everybody looks at it and watches and waits. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot of people say that. I, I think B&M overall just has some of the most pic- picturesque roller coasters anywhere. And, and and I think maybe they know it and they explain that to the parks. Like, you have yeah. to put this where people can see it. <laughs> Don't put it in the back. Build a yeah, small like, patio where they can watch it over the wall. <laughs> like, how about, like, I was at uh, Bush Gardens Tampa Montu. Uh, Montu is the one about, I was thinking Kumba. Kumba at Bush Gardens Tampa has some fantastic views of that roller Oh, there's coaster. some great places you can stand and just, like, put your hand right on the support and feel the rumble. Yeah, great. Oh, that's wild, yeah. Uh, Jeremy wrote in and said, not to be too big of a fanboy, but Cedar Point has the market in midway views. Gatekeeper starts the show as you come to the park, and then you have a raptor coming down over the concession buildings along the midway. And he always sees a crowd around Val Raven as it yes. holds its drop. And he also mentions the grand strands, grandstands of Dragster, which I don't know if those are going to survive, but we'll see. Uh, and Corkscrew right over the midway. He talks about a lot of great things there. Yeah. Cedar Point's great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Kevin wrote in and said, Blue Fire Mega Coaster at Europa Park. On our last day at the park, we discovered a quiet path that goes under the track and around the backside of the layout. There are a few other guests back there, and you can get great photos of the ride in motion. Well, that and that's kind of interesting, too, where we're talking about rides that are blatantly out there for show. But there are sometimes something like an accident like this, where there's just a path that you have to know about to go down and find to get the good. Yeah, 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 that's good. Let's go back to our voicemails and see what else we've got here. What's up, Mike and Evie? It's Elliot from Orlando. My favorite coaster to watch from the Midway is Dominator at King's Dominion. You can get so close to that and it is so cool. Sorry if you can't hear me. I'm currently listening to the podcast while I'm at work. (laughs) Hope you all have a good day. Can't wait for you guys to come back to Orlando. All right. Thanks, Elliot. Where's he working, man? It's loud there, whatever that is. I think he works at a hibachi restaurant. It sounded (laughs) like he was about there back there like chop, chop, chop. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's prepping the shrimp in the back for everybody. I don't know what he's doing. Right? No, but that's that's a good one. You, what do you think, Dominator, Mike? Is that a good Dominator? Is good because they put that out there. And remember, what was that? That was like the Batman Night Flight at Six Flags Ohio, uh-huh. uh huh, or, or or whatever it was called before that. And um, that ride was not really built. I mean, that was built like you can tell there used to be a building in the center, you know, that just didn't make it to Kings Dominion. But Kings Dominion, man, they built some paths all around it. And you can walk down to the kids area of the park, like right all along the whole thing and just see really up close um, all the inversions and stuff of that ride. And you can get really close to the drop and the gigantic loop. Uh, That's a great ride where you can see everything. Totally true. Cool. Thanks, Elliot. Yeah, Ian wrote in and said the Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure. Uh That is a great one. Uh, Great interaction with the bridge and tunnel. Fantastic lighting package. And it's the first thing you see after coming out of the port of call. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Matt wrote in and said, sticking with anything other than Cedar Point or Disney Universal, he wants to go with Mako at uh, SeaWorld Orlando. Uh, He said it's pretty cool. Lots of park views, but you can also see for miles given the terrain. And that's true. You can see that from I-4. I remember seeing it from way out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But another great ride you can see from all over the park. Uh, Steven wrote in and said Corkscrew at Michigan's Adventure. Oh, that's true. That's good. Yeah, I remember that because you can walk all the way around it. Uh Uh, And he said the corkscrews are parallel with the main midway. And you walk under the second one to enter the queue. uh, And you can stand right next to the first drop. Yeah, that's another one that they built right there on top of the midway. Good. Yeah. 
Uh, Kings Dominion Fanatics rode in and had another Kings Dominion ride, Reptilian, or the old Avalanche at Kings Dominion. Uh, as you exit, you are right in the middle of the big helix at the bottom. And that's a fantastic one because you can really see the ride at that point. And they've got benches there. So you can sit there and watch uh, the ride just move around you and you're kind of surrounded by it. It's really cool. Yeah, I guess that one part of the ride you can see, but I always imagine it tucked back in that corner where you can't really see it. But that's true. At the exit, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, right there. That one part of the ride, you get really up close to it. So that's these are these are fantastic uh, examples so far. So good. Uh, let's hear another voicemail. Hello, Coaster Radio. This is Kyle from Milwaukee with a response to your question of what is the most fun ride to watch? Uh, I feel like for a long time, Top Thrill Dragster was a very obvious choice. They even built a grandstand for watching the ride. But it seems that the feature kind of led to the ride's downfall, so let's move past that. (laughs) Uh, I do think another obvious answer is most water rides, but especially the ones where you can squirt riders from off the ride uh, and the ones with uh, Observation Bridge where you can get more wet watching than riding sometimes. But I do want to give a shout out to a Dark Horse candidate, and yes, that pun is intended, merry-go-rounds and kitty rides. Yes, I know the rides themselves are not that impressive, uh, but I'm coming at it from a bit of a different angle. I don't have kids, but my parents do, uh, and I remember the joy on their faces uh, when they get really up close to the ride, because that is one of the features. You can get right up next to the ride itself, and I remember the joy from them watching me and later on my brothers go on these rides all by ourselves. You don't watch for the ride. You watch so that you can see your children have the time of their life. Uh, That's all for now. Thanks for doing what you do. Please keep doing it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kyle. That's a great answer. I mean, that's one that we probably wouldn't have thought about, but that's so true. I mean, yeah. And all those kiddie rides are built for maximum photo exposure you know so you can take pictures of your kids so you can really see them that's that's true Absolutely. well sure and like he's talking about the kitty carousel or any of those uh, some of those rides not only can you you know we talk about you can get so close you can almost touch it well those kitty rides you can like lean over the fence and high five your kid yeah that's <laughs> right yeah. on the ride yeah oh that's yeah cool. i mean yeah. you got to be close because your kids get scared if they can't see us that's I awesome like that. kyle good thanks yeah uh, Jeremy wrote in and said, the Incredicoaster at California Adventure looks great from the Pixar Pier area of the park. Well, it was designed that way, so yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely, where you can see the launch and everything. Uh, John wrote in and said, Loch Ness Monster at Busch Gardens Williamsburg, uh, because you can go down to the boardwalk at the river level, and the the ride right there, man, it, it comes right down at you. And the loop, the interlocking loops, yeah, literally 10 feet away from you. Uh, if you go down there on that wooden boardwalk, pretty great. I was I remember going to Bush Gardens for the first time, and when you kind of come out of the woods and you see Loch Ness Monster, it looks like every video and photo that you've ever seen of Loch Ness Monster, which you don't always get when you when you encounter a ride for the first time in person. But that one, you see the whole thing right there at the bottom of the river. It looks great. Yeah. Uh, Karsten also talked about Top Thrill Dragster. Aaron talked about Hershey Park saying the same thing. The hollow area is just amazing for how many rides you can see. Uh, Jack wrote in and said the monster at Adventureland, especially when the ride used to go through the center of the park. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. How about some European ones here, EB? There's no commentary, but Johan wrote in and said there are a bunch in the European park. So here we go. Fly at Fantasialand. Uh Uh-huh. Terran at Fantasialand. Gold Rush at Schlagren. Python at Efteling, Flying Dutchman at Efteling, Gordux at Park Asterix, and Phoenix at Toverland. Okay, great. 
Yeah, he says he feels like almost every European park has one or two roller coasters that are designed to be gazed at. Well, that's good. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Uh, Jim says he doesn't want to sound too much like a used car salesman, but he always feels that the Hus Condor is the most amazing ride on the Midway, especially at night. It's fun to watch and ride and offers great views and a variety of ride programs. Oh, this is the one where it's the four spinning around and it goes up the tower. Yeah, I think so. Yes. It's the mm-hmm. old school, old school Hus Condor. It's no, old. it looks yeah, cool. Yeah. No, this yeah. looks cool. It looks it looks impractical and like it shouldn't work, but it does. Um, yeah, this is this is an impressive ride to just sit and watch. Good. Yeah. Uh, Heinz wrote in and said Euromir has great on ride views in the tops of the buildings and you can walk very close to the ride. OK. Yeah. Uh, Ribs and Bacon said Fury 325 because on ride you can see Charlotte from the top of the lift. hill. <laughs> yep. Plus seeing the ride go over and under the park entrance is pretty spectacular. Yeah. And this is another one that was obviously specifically built. This is when uh, Cedar Fair was doing the gatekeeper style front of park rides that just were spectacles of, uh, in their own right. And Car- yeah. uh, Carowinds has one of the best ones. And that was pretty wild to walk up to the gates of Carowinds and like have that roller coaster just rush under the yeah. bridge in front of you. That, that was cool, man. And that Very just cool. gets you so excited because you want to run back there and ride that ride immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good. Uh, ben says Velocicoaster uh, walking under the stall is pretty sweet. And he says Alpengeist is great where it dives under the pedestrian bridge. That's oh, another, another one, one that too, goes yeah. underneath you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coaster Mind said uh, Gatekeeper. We've heard that one, but also Steel Curtain because it's all over the midway. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a horizontal ride. You know, it's kind of that it, and you see the whole thing um, above you and in front of you. Yeah. Uh, Muscle Daddy says uh, sitting on the bench watching Diamondback is great because he loves to see it hit the water. Yep. And if you want to have a beer, you've got a great view from the sports bar next to that roller coaster. Yeah. I like watching Diamondback, too. Yeah. Uh, Anthony says Vortex at Kings Island uh, used to have uh, mm-hmm. great views. You could watch the uh, whole he also, coaster. Yeah, he also says hang time at Knott's does as well. Uh, a lot of people talking about that one. And uh, what about Shikra and its splashdown? So I think a lot of people love, I mean, we've got a bunch here of people talking about the dive coasters. I think, is that like the most visual from the ground roller coaster out there right now? Like people love those hanging breaks. Like you just see, you I, you hear it. You hear people like whenever it's, it, it's hanging up there and just stopped, people screaming ah! on the ground. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. a different kind of scream. I think that's why people like it so much is because it's not like going over the hills and going fast kind of screaming. It's a we're pausing and you're scared scream. Yes. It's a different scream than you hear anywhere else in the park. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dakota, but not north on Twitter, says Daredevil uh-huh. Dive Flying Machines at Fiesta, Texas, because it's just pure insanity with the added bonus of Iron Rattler in the background. OK, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've got the stunt coaster at King's Dominion from Brian. Uh, he's talking about the part where in the queue and the ride blasts out of the tunnel and under the bridge that people have to walk across to get to the station. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Seeing people come out of the dark because that has that surprise darkness for the whole big portion of the the end of that ride. And so seeing people come out of that and being able to see right, look right into the tunnel. And watch them coming yeah. out. That's a, that's a good one. I would I didn't think of. Yeah, and Thrill Nerds uh, goes back to one that we lost: a volcano, the blast coaster. Uh, they said the music in that area of the park, the setting with the volcano, and the sounds of the rumble before the flames shoot out of the top, and the train followed closely behind. It was truly an experience that all of us can say we miss. 
Yeah. I mean, talk about a unique experience, right? Where, where you actually have a mountain with flames and then the roller coaster comes out of that same spot. That was I know. cool. That and was it was always, cool. it was always kind of amazing how close it was. Like you had this huge flame and the smoke is still rising. And then the, the coaster train comes right out on top. I uh-huh. remember actually like, like riding it and like still kind of smelling like the scent, you know, <laughs> yeah, like as you're up there, like, yeah, uh-huh. you know, it's like kind of wild. So. So good. Uh, we've got one more voice call here. This one is from Ryan. What is up, Mike and EB? This is Ryan from Milwaukee calling in for tonight's interactive topic. And for me, at least, when I get most excited to ride a roller coaster, it's when I'm driving up to the park. And I can't think of any other experience than driving up the Wisconsin Dells Boulevard Um to Mount Olympus Water and Theme Park and seeing the monstrosity wow. that is Hades 360. Um, as you guys very well know, it goes underneath the whole entire parking lot and there's a section of track. It used to be a hill, but now it's inverting. Now it's a barrel roll in the middle of the parking lot. Um, and seeing the train cycle before you even get in, um, the entrance to this amusement park is right beneath the first drop. So you can just see them plunge down from the top of that first drop into oblivion what it seems like and then appear on the other side of the parking lot so for me um whether or not that's you know interaction with the midway or not is is doesn't really matter it gets you excited to ride and for me the original parking lot coaster uh hades 360 does it for me for tonight's interactive topic Love the show, guys. Keep up the great work and go Bucks and go Brewers. <laughs> there we go. go Thank Bucks, you so much, Brewers. Ryan. Okay, great. No, that's great awesome. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually one of the parks that's on your short list, right, EB? You want to head up to Mount Olympus? I just, and- I just booked it today. Yeah, so I'm going up to Mount Olympus, I think, at the end of uh, um, in June, in the middle of June. Um, going up to Mount Olympus, going to do that. going to do Noah's Ark, the water park. Going to get on the Medusa slide wheel, the Ooh. stupidest stupidest water slide in the whole world. <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, very much looking forward to it. And that there you go. See, Ryan's hyping me up, getting me excited. There you go. I love it. I, I, that Thank you, everybody. 60 looks so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I can't and, wait. And s- such great answers from everybody. Again, whenever we do these interactive topics, people step up, man. It's so great. So thanks very, to very everybody cool. uh, who sent them in. We love hearing from you guys. And especially thanks to everybody who uh, called in with voice calls. We, we love that. We love hearing from you. And uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks for listening uh, week after week here. It's so great to have you guys as part of this podcast. I mean, we, EB and I do this. Uh, for you guys, you know, we love like, especially the best part, man, is like meeting people and remembering that as we do the show. Like I always like think back to the faces we meet at the podcast as we're doing this and it makes it so much. I mean, because of course it's like you and me sitting here having a fun discussion, but I'm also just in the back of my head thinking of like the people that we've met at the parks, either at meetups or when we're just out there. It's just great, man. It's, It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and I think it's time, Mike, that we really start, you know, thinking about our, our next coasterradio.com meetup as we're thinking about the plans that we have ahead of us. Um, I'm going to try and get to Iowa. I've got this plan to go to Wisconsin Dells. Maybe we get, we, we meet up in Virginia and maybe hit up one of the East Coast parks. Maybe we make a plan to go back to IAPA, like we talked about and go to SeaWorld. We'll have to see, but we need to, we need to start thinking about that because yeah, it's going to be fun getting back to the parks, seeing everybody again and continuing this coasterradio.com project that we have going on here. That's so much yeah. fun. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's Hershey with the, oh, the Wildcat yeah. reborn, you know, like that. That Ooh. could be like there's 
You know, I was thinking That's about that. I was looking at your one. list. Yeah, like that might Hershey might, and we have not done Hershey ever. So that, I think we the went, Pennsylvania theme park road trip. That's right. Let me let me ding that. Oh wait, hang on. I got to I'm on the wrong page, but I that deserves a ding, man. Hang on. Wait, you got to go, go find that one. Yeah, hang on. I'm gonna get. Hey, there's the ding. Hang on. Oh wait. Oh, I got to hang. I got to turn it up. There we go. Me, there we go. There. There's the ding. Yeah. Hershey Park, <laughs> Mike. Yeah. <laughs> ding. Give it a dig. Get a ding. <laughs> there you go. Do it again. I like it. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody out there for listening to coasterradio.com. We do appreciate you. We do hope to see you in the parks again soon. Um, if you do want to send us something again, the P.O. Box is P.O. Box 3399, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402. We talked about the Snail Mail Club, and you're like, what's the Snail Mail Club? Well, go to patreon.com slash coasterradio. Pledge your support for the show. Help keep this content coming every single day, plus our Theme Park News daily podcast by pledging, you know, a buck, five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, whatever you think this podcast is worth. Um, you get access to the Snail Mail Club where we send you stuff in the mail. You get access to the Discord if you want to chat and get into the uh, the new form forum with the other listeners. That's how you can do that. We also have a birthday club, all sorts of perks and bonus content and that sort of thing. Go to patreon.com slash Radio. Mike, let's say thanks to everybody who supports the show at the $20 a month level. Yes, they are Alex Payne, Brian Cosson, Brian Wackler, Chris Rankin, Cincinnati Nick the Sweatshirt Guy, our friends at Club Z, C.M. Venom, Colton Lickerich, Dan Dyler, David Sakala, Dino, Elliot Atkinson, Grace, John Brody, Josh Combs, Karen and Lee Howlerin, Kevin Gilbert, Kevin Wilson, and Kyle Kiefer. Also, a shout-out and a thank you to our friends at Made to Thrill, Matt Walker, Michael Fuco, Mikey Mayo, Paladillas Reyes, Randy McMurray, Rich Barber, Rick Burnley, Ryan Delaney, Shane Mankiewicz, Skyline Michelle, Timmy Young, Tom from Louisville, and Zachary Carpenter. Also, our honorary executive producers, Tyler Ray, and our friends at the Coaster Challenge Podcast. All right, Mike. Well, I'm, I'm ready, Mike. I'm going to the park. I'm not going to ride anything. I'm just going to look at the rides. That's my plan. <laughs> See, that's this it. podcast yeah, yeah. has inspired me. I'm no longer that's a right. rider. I'm now just an observer of parks. Yeah, now you've got a list of like several dozen, which you're just <laughs> going to look at. Yes. Who needs riding when you can just look? When you can just look. Everybody likes to take a look, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> look, but don't touch. It's All right, guys, we'll take a look at y'all next week. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission.